Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Melanin Uncork Podcast. This is episode 55. It's been a minute. Good people. Uh, don't shoot me. Shit just happens. But here we are today doing a recap episode. We got some guests here. So without further ado, of course, you know, it's me, Jazzy B. If, if you're new to the podcast, Thank you for listening. Welcome, welcome. If not, that's fine. Shout out to all of y'all who've been rocking with me for the last two years. So, our special guest, we'll start with you, Rudy. What you got? What you got? What's who are up, you? What's up, people? What's up? What's happening? <laughs> uh, my name is Rudy Jefferson. I'm based in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm the owner, founder of Rudy Jefferson Photography. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Photos by RJ. All right. All right. Good morning, everyone. I'm Shayla Leathers. I'm currently located in Jacksonville, Florida. So if anyone is ever in Florida, yeah. What's up, everybody? This is uh, JT. I'm located in Richmond, Virginia. I definitely appreciate Jasmine for putting this thing together for us, and uh, it's gonna have, it's gonna be a good time. It's a vibe. <laughs> and I'm T. <tea. laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everyone. I am Latanya Ellsbury. I am currently located in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Not a lot of people will know about that, but the more we talk about um, things and topics of today, you'll get a feel of what that actually is. Um, I currently work in a mental health um, as well as orthopedic setting, so we'll be able to give a different perspective from each of us. Awesome. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we are about to, as y'all know, we about to 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 uncork real quick. But before we do that, <laughs> this episode, you know, we do wine. You know, I'm a red wine lover, but it's a celebration. It's the end of December. We've had a bomb ass weekend. Yeah. So we are about to end this weekend on a good note with some good old champagne. So before she opens, we are drinking a dark horse. It's a sparkling brute. Um, and if you guys don't know Brute, because sometimes people get champagne and they be like, what's the difference? Brute is dry, dry it's uncut. What you see is what you get. Um, it's 12%. Um, it's a California champagne with Chardonnay grapes. It has um, some hints of green apple, pear, it's citrusy, um, and it's paired with shellfish dishes or just appetizers. So, pop that thing. All right, so everybody is about to taste this good old champagne, and we're going to tell y'all whether or not we will drink it again. Thank you. Give you a visual here. Just pouring it up. (laughs) Pour it up, pour it up. Nice. You would have a... Classic cup, cup. still. <laughs> Come on, for the people. Where's the cheers gonna happen on your end? It's gonna be a, a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all ready to cheers it up? Yes. yes. Let's do it. Cheers to the end of 2020 yes. and a good ass weekend and safe travels Bye. back to all of y'all prospective destinations. Nice. Feels good. It's not bad. You know what? But, definitely yeah. citrusy. Yeah, definitely. Immediately, like as soon as you. I could drink this though. Yeah, you can yeah. drink this without yeah. orange juice. I mean, yeah. orange juice. So when you talked about the dry style, normally the wine is dry, mm-hmm. like time and touch 
your tongue tablet, right? So, but yep. this here, not bad at all. No, not at all. Yeah, I like it. Not at all. I would definitely, well, I've had this before, mm. so it's not the first time, but I will definitely, definitely drink this again. Yeah, I like it. Okay, pour it up a little bit more. All right, so, boom. Let's get to it. Some Justin over there making some shots. We just about to have a good old time. So, sun all on my face. All right. So, what we about to do is, real quick, we're going to do a recap of 2020 because, mm. as y'all know, this year has been an interesting one, but not all bad. There has been some good to come out of this year. It's caused people to slow down. But we're going to talk about, like, some major hits and some things that happened. So, I got a bunch of stuff that I wrote down. But I want y'all to think about some stuff that happened, too. So, of course, I'm going to try to go in chronological order if I can. But it's probably not going to happen that way. First thing I had on the list was Kobe and his daughter, Gianna Bryant. Mm, yeah. That shit turned... Well, <clears throat> before that, Carol motherfucking Baskins. Carol, I'm going to start off with her because I feel like... She started. She's she the started. reason. She started all this. <laughs> and those motherfucking brooms. <laughs> Between those, I think that started the pandemic. <laughs> and then we had Kobe mm-hmm. and Gianna. Yeah. I think yeah. that... How did that... How did y'all feel about that? It's, it's shocking. Yeah. Like, initially, just... just to hear that the plane went down and everything like that is just shocking me. For me, I automatically like put myself in that position. It's weird when tragedies happen like that. I automatically think like what what I've done or said in that moment. Um, and I think still to this day, it's like just talking about it. We're still in disbelief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Kobe's one of those uh, moguls that we were supposed to see. You know, um, put on his Hall of Fame ring or jacket yeah. and give his speech. And to this moment, you know, we still we won't be able to to hear those words from him and and see that smile of his going into the Hall of Fame. So I mean, to be fair, he's our legend. Absolutely. You know, he's yeah. our icon. Legit. Before us, it was Jordan, but we didn't grow up in that era. We grew up with the Kobe era. Yeah. And you know, to see a, a legend, to see an icon like that fall, yeah. it brings you back to reality. Yeah. yeah. And to think about too, Gigi. Yeah. Yeah. At her age, at her age, had so much talent and just taken. So it it also just questions, you know, a few things, you know, for me, just on a spiritual realm, right? Where it's like, why would things like that occur? Mm -hmm. Um, But it took me back to when when Aaliyah died. Mm You know, that plane crash because I know exact, exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing. Um, and I think with that type of tragedy that happened earlier this year, you'll reflect back of where exactly you where yeah. you were yeah. when you heard the news. Yeah. I agree. So. That hit the waves and niggas was just like, yo, yeah. this yeah. is some crazy shit. Yeah. How? Yeah. First yeah. off, I hated the fact that TMZ broke the news first. Yeah. That shit pissed me off because who yeah. approved someone yeah. exactly? Yeah. Who wants to hear the news yeah. in that way? You know everybody's all over social media. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was that was just tasteless. I think that was somebody should have been fired. I don't know if they were, but um But you know, it kind of goes, It was just a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, that was, like that, yeah, yeah, I was going to say it goes into the top yeah. of 
you know, the type of room that we're living in now. This is the complete transparency where your life is put on TV All over. and no one is safe. Like, mm -hmm. no one is safe. Mm -hmm. Like, even for the, what was it, the helicopter crew and the police and everyone, the firefighter, everyone that was there taking pictures taking of the body, pictures, you know, sending it out to people. So Things tasteless. like that. It's just, you know, there's no more respect and boundaries mm -hmm. when it comes to that regards for people. Nope, so, I agree. Yeah. And it's just to think, like, and I don't know if y'all know this, but Kobe traveled by helicopter all right, the time in mm -hmm. his entire career. Literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. and just to make sure he attended time. his daughter's yeah. games, yeah. like yeah. to get yeah. from one point A to point B, he yeah. did it all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. But so don't want to harp on that, but definitely I think that started off our year. Yeah. And then the infamous COVID. Mm. Yeah. COVID nineteen, aka twenty, aka I don't know how long this is gonna happen, yeah. but here we are. Still, I don't think that in March we thought we would still be here in December experiencing new waves of shutdowns over and over again, every state different, travel bans, all types of stuff, people not spending holidays with family members. It's already a depression when it comes to holiday season for people because some people have lost family, whatever the case may be. Then you add like, you know, seasonal depression. Then you add COVID depression because people have been in the house. Not everybody has the opportunity to sit with people and chill with people. Some people are literally like, nah, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not doing yeah. anything. And right. that shit is not easy. Yeah. So how do y'all feel about COVID? What are some highs and lows? We're not going to harp on all the lows because we know that people have, you know, some things have been good about COVID. Yeah. But what are some, what are some things that y'all experienced? This is the first year that I've been able to like tap into my mental, um, just my mental state alone. Right. Um, just kind of based off of what a few of us do here around the table, um, just being in the military, we're kind of prone to just go, 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 mm -hmm. right? And I think this pandemic alone has been able to say, hey, it's time to sit down, mm -hmm. time to reevaluate quite a few things in your life, uh, where you are mentally, because physically, not a problem, right? right? But that mental aspect has definitely been questioned. Um, in so many aspects and just seeing people, you know, treating people on a day to day basis of how it's affected everyone in some form or fashion. It's not necessarily that you had to have COVID directly, but some form of fashion, you know, of someone or someone in your family yeah. has it. Yeah. Um, this is not a, you know, the first pandemic that we've gone through, to be yeah, honest with you. Not. Right. But this is a pandemic that truly has affected everyone. And or the one that people probably can relate to the most because, yep. you know, f the flu and all of that. Like we that's this mm -hmm. is like something that happened that we could literally be like our whole world had to shut down. That yeah, wasn't bro. what we're used to at right. all. So I think it's different. Mm -hmm. That's crazy because going into 2020, um, I had got sick back in December um, leading into when you had arrived. So it was just, and I usually typically, when I get sick, I get over it pretty quick. And he was like, oh, you need to probably go see somebody. And I've been sick for well over a month plus. Um, so, of course, it impacted me that way. Then, um, of course, when the shutdown happened, I was actually looking to fly to Hawaii the next day. I have just purchased my ticket. And I know we were, of course, um, right, this was, what, February. Mm -hmm. And we sent it to me and my boss was like, um, the job that I do, he looked straight straight at me and was like, hey, um, kept, you know, leathers, I need you to go and do this. No one's able to leave um, 
the peninsula mm-hmm. at the moment. I'm like, sir, I just bought my ticket. What you mean? <laughs> 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 so, um, and of course, after that, a stop move was implemented. So it had, of course, impacted me a lot where I was just ready to go. I was ready to get back to, you know, everything, just family and friends and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, But it did also put me in the mind, the perspective of like, okay, well, what else are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes, you're focused on this job where you're doing well, you're performing well, but what else can you be doing to bring in money and everything like that? So it, it gave me a lot of time to just sit and just yeah. focus on myself. Yeah. I was going to say, to be fair, I think I got COVID about like two times already. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because, so, uh, you know, something that Shell was talking about, I traveled to Korea when COVID was at its peak in Korea. Yeah. And then I came back, I was sick as a dog. And then after I came back, you know, I started feeling a little bit better. I was down for about two weeks and I could start feeling better. But then I went to Thailand. Guess what? At the peak of COVID in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and I was even worse when I came back. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like body aching, like sneeze, sniffles, everything was just yeah. all bad. And I just didn't know because I naturally don't get sick like that. Uh, and so, you know, I get on the phone, I'm calling up a doctor. I'm like, doctor, I don't know what's wrong. They're like, oh, you just got walking pneumonia. You'll be all right. I'm like, what? You're like, that's not. <laughs> like, but if you understand, pneumonia is also a precursor with yeah. COVID. So those two, those two go hand in hand. Yep. And just because they wasn't willing to give me a test, I probably already had it. Yeah. yeah. But you know what's crazy? A lot of people, kind of like what you said, and you said, November, December, last year, people were like, I... Damn, now that I know the symptoms of COVID, mm-hmm. I probably had that shit too because this is what I was experiencing. Yep. Nobody obviously was was testing, testing. and saying yeah. that you have COVID. They were talking about all this other stuff that mm-hmm. you had, but that shit was, listen, yeah. yeah. You know, it's been a lot. They really say COVID started from the Popeye's chicken sandwiches. So, oh, exactly. I <laughs> so was that this was year like, or was that last year? That was last year. year. Oh, Popeye's Blair. chicken sandwiches ended up. Like, Sandwich though, but I look all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you know, they said that remember, wish all the blessings from 2019, like Popeye's chicken sandwich, all right? 2020, you got them, you reap all the blessings from COVID. Yeah, Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't in in those lines for the Popeye's sandwich. I was like, yeah, nah, the hype has to die down. And I think the only reason I tried it was because, yeah, you got got it, but it's like, you see. But one of the things that I think I appreciate about COVID is I was always on go. I was always trying to support people. I was always doing stuff with the podcast, knowing that I needed a break because it started to feel like a job versus Mm -hmm. feeling like something that I really enjoyed doing, which Mm -hmm. is why I've gone so long without recording or taking a break here and there. And for people on the outside who are listeners, they might be like, damn, you need to be consistent. Like, I'm consistent with the book club, but the podcast is just... I didn't want to talk about COVID. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about all of the stuff that was happening, all the protests, all of that stuff. I felt like it was, I would do myself a disservice getting on this podcast where it's touching 400, 500, you know, viewers every episode. And then, <laughs> and then people who stream later on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't talk about something that's relevant. Yeah. I felt like that would be wrong. But for me, I appreciated being able to pause being able to be like, I don't have to say I'm doing it because I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't go there. You invite me somewhere. Listen. No, mm-hmm. I can't go. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, you know, because I'll cancel on some plans in a heartbeat <laughs> while I'm laying in bed. Like, oh, no, nah, I'm just. Too yeah, busy. something came up. <laughs> the whole time it's like, bruh, I just don't feel like going anymore. Because when I said yes to you, yeah. I felt like going. And now that I'm in the bed chilling, I don't. But 
Um, I felt like I've tapped into some talents. I've done my own nails during COVID. Um, I've, whatever. I have like, I've really just taken a step back. Like my job completely, like I train all day long to supervisors. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And we've gone virtual. You know, my child is doing virtual training. So I'm training for work and then I'm co-teaching for shit that I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, so I just, I do appreciate being able to pause. Like, and, and another thing too, I felt like if you've made it through the pandemic in a committed relationship, especially if you are with your partner, like you see them too all the time because, I mean, even outside of that, because you, that's, that's the thing. I know yeah. it's people who realize, damn, this isn't somebody I want to be with because mm-hmm. work was able to keep you away from the home for a good portion of the day and then you come back home. But when you always at home with that person, mm-hmm. some people will be like, man, listen, between that or you realizing you don't really like your kids, mm-hmm. one or the other, one you know what I'm saying? People been complaining like hell because they've had school to help, you know, it's I'll, just given the chance. That, because there's a lot of people out there who's with somebody only because of the pandemic. That's true then too. They're, they're booed up, That's they're true loving too. up on each other because homeboy ain't got it or she ain't got it or they just need somebody. Yeah. And here they are now matched up. And I really want to see what those people look like after the pandemic. Yeah. That's you true know? too. Because yeah. you don't have no... Yeah, you... Yeah. 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 So. I'll throw that throw this out here. Um, I don't know if you all were able to view the documentary on Netflix. It's coronavirus, the pandemic. Mm-mm. Um. But that is a very relevant documentary that I strongly recommend because it breaks down from the very beginning of COVID-19. Um, and it discusses how, again, it this virus has been uh, mentioned as the Chinese virus for multiple yeah, reasons. We We're know. not even going to you know, talk about that. But it will give you a uh, perspective and factual information of how COVID-19 has spread it internationally. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But I just kind of want to throw that out there. Just for people that are not in you know, the healthcare field, you're not really kind of day-to-day figuring out or up to speed of what's going on with COVID-19, that documentary updates like every two to three months oh, wow. on just kind of the relevant information. So it's a series, too. So it starts off like the very beginning um, and how COVID-19 was in one part of a continent and how it spread it. Um, And even to now, how there's guidelines with CDC and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know more, I would strongly recommend that documentary. I remember it being a couple of things on Netflix that were pre-COVID that Mm -hmm. were like talking about things that we're experiencing now. Like people were in masks or doing certain things that were recorded two years ago, Mm -hmm. three years ago. Just like have you sitting here wondering, you know, those conspiracy theorists like, damn. So did y'all know? Is this government related? Like what's going on? So it's so many things that. So factual, right? World Health Organization predicted that there was going to be a pandemic very soon, back in 2016. Part of the documentary, right? But it discussed because it's just like um, like CDC, right? They try to be up to speed with the current viruses out there. So, for example, you take the flu shot this year. It's technically the strand of the flu from last year, right? So, we're trying to kind of get up to speed of what's happening with different type of healthcare care um, and just uh, epidemics alone. But 
uh, when it talked about COVID-19, it didn't specify the virus, but it specified that there was going to be a pandemic that if funding, this is all factual, if funding was not implemented in certain type of task forces that technically we just now got implemented this year, that it was going to happen. So that's why you hear, you know, some of these conspiracy theorists, they're technically, right. you know, they're yeah. kind of spot on because yeah. it, it was written, like written in someone's um, briefing, right, that we need more funding for this. But that funding went somewhere else. It's another thing, too, that was like a book or something from like 20 years ago that said something was going to happen in 2020 mm. that I just feel like, you know, it's it's, it's kind of scary when yeah. you really think about it. Like, yeah. who the fuck are these people? Where you, like, why do you know what's mm-hmm. happening? But I know you was about to say something. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to try and stir the pot a little bit. Mm. Uh, stir the pot, Justin. Oh, go go yeah. ahead. So, because you brought up the whole China virus thing. Did y'all have any type of animosity inks when the West Now virus came out? And they called it West Now? I did. Yeah. I don't remember having. You see, not really, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. now... When people say China virus, everybody's up in arms. Oh, you can't say China virus. Yep. You can't say China virus. But like when we talk about all these different viruses and all these impacts, when it comes to a black representation, because where is West now? Yeah. And so I'm saying, so like when we talk about black representation, how are you going to be up in arms about the China virus, but not going to say anything about West now? Yeah, because I don't gonna remember. Not going to say anything about these other viruses that are going around. Thanks. So, you know, I'm not saying that I technically agree with, you know, what... Trump has said, but I'm not gonna be mad at him saying China virus. Same way we had people was calling and rolling around saying West now, West now, everything was fine. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you gotta put you know put the uh, put the uh, you know just flip it on the other side. Yeah, that's it. So real. moving along, right? Remember the murder hornet situation? Uh-huh. That shit came and gone once COVID hit because yep. we heard about it and yep. then disappeared. That, that shit was yeah. it. Mm-hmm. How uh-huh. like? How, how does stuff like that happen? Like, I, I Sometimes really, I, I think it's the government putting stuff out there. That's just I my think personal so opinion to distract us from something else. Yeah. Like, I, I've always believed that. That's why I'm not big into politics. Yeah. Like, I don't really pay attention to politics like that because it's, there's so much that they want us to believe, mm-hmm. but then distract us from something else that we need to be paying attention yeah. to. So. And the media will do it to you, yeah. too, oh, because all we have is, is the yeah. media. Whether you watch the news on a day-to-day or whether you rely on social media to provide you what's going on currently, all you have to do, y'all got to remember, those buzzwords, those journalists, people put out a title of an article, yeah. clickbait, you get on it, and then yeah. you just start, you your know, mind just starts going. Another thing that rose up in 2020 as well is these online activists. Oh. It just goes directly yeah. to what y'all were talking about because yeah. everybody learns their news from the media now. Yeah. And now you have everybody who thinks that you're justified by posting a black picture on your Instagram and you did something. Who yeah. child? Come on now. Like, Those you know, black boxes, yeah. let me tell you something, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. I'm, I'm going to go deep. Yeah, I'm going to start a pot here. I'm going to start a pot here because Rudy and I had a conversation. I kind of want to pick it back with you stating that you're not big into politics, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's fair. I think quite a few of us are the same way where we're not big into politics, but I will tell you 2020, if you haven't heard about politics before, you are forced to, right? right. In some form of fashion. But I will tell you, you know, from how you get your paycheck to the type of living, 
you know, environment that you're in, the social economic status that you're in, one way or another, if you're not tied into at least the local politics, right? Let's talk about it because it starts from there. We're not going to wait four years, right, again to go and vote. But unfortunately, that's what people do. And that's that's where I think 2020 has forced people to say, hey, it starts from... You know, who who is your representatives on a day-to-day basis? Let me tell you, people don't know the House representative. People don't know the mayor that's running in their state. People don't know a lot of stuff. They focus on the presidential election, and that's that. But it's several different elections that happen in between time. And here we are, where they don't really make the rules. They're literally like the last... It's a major Stage. election, but they are the last people who sign off, who has a say. So you still have to think about house. You still like local elections matter, mm-hmm. and yeah. people mm-hmm. won't know because maybe they don't feel like they're affected by it. Especially if you think about school. You know, yeah. you're talking about school boards. You don't have children. You're not thinking about the school mm-hmm. board. You're talking about like the mayoral race. Okay, I'm, it I makes me know. Never me. mind whether or not you know. Especially you think about people who aren't from the area that they live in. That plays a huge factor too because you have a lot of people who are travelers. They've yeah. they've migrated to a place because of school, because especially we think of our generation. I'm not from Virginia. Nope. I came here because of college mm-hmm. and I've stayed after that. So I've had to I've had to take the time to get to know the state, whereas at one point I didn't give a fuck what happened in the state of Virginia because I was like, I'm not even gonna be here long. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me. Then here I am. Years later. I graduated in 2012 and I'm still in the state of Virginia and that was never supposed to be a part of my plan. So I think that when you're wherever you are, just try to do a little bit of something. Even if you just Google the day before election to figure out like, you know, who, what, something. But I, I do follow what you said. Like 2020 has forced you to, because it's a lot of us who be like, I'm politics not my thing. Yeah. Like I don't even want to get into that world because politics is something that debates can go on forever, forever. And if you don't have your facts right, if yeah. you don't know your stuff, you're gonna sit there looking like boo boo the fool. So most people stay out of it, especially us as black young people too. Yeah. Cause we've always felt like they didn't give a fuck about us anyway. So here we are. But I do think that you have to you have to learn a little something. Yeah. Um, and it was very important. So those of you who voted for Kanye. <laughs> You're the reason. Shout out to the people. Yeah. <laughs> so, by of that, do you think that you can be friends with a Trump supporter? I can. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like I deal with that on the daily uh, at work, right? So, um, <laughs> I have somebody that I work close to uh, at work. He's big on Trump, and like he tried to pull out of me my political views. And again, that's kind of the reason why I don't like politics is because it divides us, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we had one party to vote for, easy, right? Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. We, we wouldn't be going back and forth. Yeah. But when you talk about Republican, Democratic, it, it divides us as people. It's just like, oh, you like Trump? I don't support you. You like Biden? I don't like you yeah. anymore or whatever. So that's my view on when I say I don't, I'm not heavy into politics. I don't like having conversations about it, especially with people who support the other party I don't have a problem with you how do you feel about having deep conversations then so a lot of it is the things Trump supporters this year or the last four years have been they are very ignorant 
mm-hmm. in the way that they speak. Mm-hmm. So because Trump can come out and say whatever he wants to say, mm-hmm. his supporters do the same thing. And it's just like, I, and I got into it with one of my customers because he would come into my store every day with a Trump hat on, right? And would always want to pick the conversation. Older man, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, so, all right, you want to get into this? I got a question for you. What do you think about this Black Lives Matter movement? Mm-hmm. I'm a black man. You come and see me every single morning. What do you think about that? Well, son, I was like, well, let me let me stop you right there. I'm not your son. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna you're gonna call me by my name because yeah. I respect you and call you by your name. Yeah. So don't ever call me son again. So mm-hmm. I had to address that conversation. And then he was like, well, I don't think it'll ever change. And I was like, this is the reason why I don't want to talk about it because you're part of the problem. Yeah. So do you think that not talking about it will help fix the problem though? Because you know I, I support I'm you, yeah. but yeah. I will also challenge you in the fact yeah. that if you do not address it then it will not be brought up. And yeah. guess what? That only contributes to what has been going on because so much has never been addressed and now it's being aired out. You know, mm-hmm. the killings of black people, everything else. And that goes back to what we're talking about with the whole social media aspect. And I wouldn't even say that I, I'm afraid to address it. Like, I feel as though I've had that conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like the... I'm big on eye contact. Like, mm-hmm. if we're having a conversation, I'm going to talk to you. The mm-hmm. minute you move your eyes away from me and I hit you, I strike you with something, mm-hmm. then your whole demeanor, and I read body language. Mm-hmm. So your whole body language is going to change, and then it's just like, okay, I've lost you. Right. Now you're not paying no attention to me. And fun fact, really quick, four years ago, I was going to go into law enforcement because mm-hmm. I wanted to be an FBI agent, mm-hmm. right? Going through all that process of kind of seeing how uh, police departments are and how they are some white officers that are like they don't care about black people like me going through training to see that it changed my whole perspective so now I understand when a black man gets pulled over why we're so nervous compared to a white man I've seen it with my own eyes how they treat people differently and Mm -hmm. it's just like wow like it's really true but a lot of people white people don't believe that, oh, it really happens, but it does. It does. Like, yeah. literally, you could get pulled over for something minor, and they make it a big deal. You don't have a tail light. They're going to pull you out the car. They want to search. Why? Why are you searching? Yeah. I don't know if you've uh, seen the post. Ooh, Jimmy Fox just posted it on Instagram. And if you haven't seen it, go look at it. It's a video of a white man had his gun in his lap. And the officers are like, no, don't touch it. Please don't touch it. Like, we're, we, like, we don't want to shoot you. If that was a black man with a gun in his lap, no question. Yeah, but you know, and he would have been a hashtag. So, hmm, deep. To answer your question, no. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I'm not going to sit here and say yes. But part of that too is because um, it's not. I've always been a very pro black person. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also was raised in the inner city. We didn't experience a whole lot of racism because we were black and brown kids. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get raised. I wasn't raised around white people. White people were foreign to me. Mm -hmm. And then my last two years of high school, I went to an all white high school, experienced the most racism I've ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because they didn't want me to be present in a school that was predominantly white. I was one of two black kids that graduated in 2008 in my class. Yeah. Moving forward to working in a government sector for the last almost nine years of mm-hmm. my of my job coming straight out of college, you also have to consider the racism that you experience in that field. Not just being black, but being a black woman. Yeah. I don't have any white friends. Yeah. Not one. I can't name one white friend I have. However, I have white associates, people who I see either at work, who I kiki, ha ha with, but I have no one in my inner circle who is white. 
I don't know if that's because I'm racist as fuck, or I don't. Well, yeah. I really do feel like black people can't be racist, but that's a whole other situation. But but the reason my answer is a no to your question about the Trump supporter, partially because of what you were just talking about, the vast majority has really shown what they really feel. Yeah. I can't yeah. support that. I feel like if you support Trump and you don't come with the, it's different if you came with the you know you're you're on a progressive side of things where you support him because of because he has done some things that that has benefited the mm-hmm. world it's not like he's just been a shit president he's just a shit person mm-hmm. but if you can't support your views with with things other than facts and you still go to the good boy the good old boy system and your responses are still always where, where in reality it comes across where you don't give a fuck about us as people. Yeah, I can't, I can't support you. And I'm, and the only time I really deal with that is in my job. And most of those people are very subtle with their support mm-hmm. with with Trump because probably not in their inner circles of people, but like on a outward tip, they kind of stray away from having those conversations. But when they see you, it's hey, you know, I love you. Yeah, you know, yeah. how are you? But. Realistically, you're not asking me about my day-to-day struggles. You right. don't you don't care. So let's be transparent here though. Because we have black people who are strong supporters of Trump. Oh, and absolutely. I, and yeah, I know one absolutely. person. I don't know any, but I will I don't, I don't know, know what I would do. <laughs> I know one person. And the same thing, he comes with his facts because he's a photographer. He's mm-hmm. a person, he's a small business owner. The tax credits and breaks that he gets supports yeah. him. And he has all these reasons why he supports him. But yet if you know, you said all your friends are black for the most part and everything else. Then what's stopping you from being friends with this person? Because you said you can't be friends with a Trump supporter. Now, is it, no, so the thing is, people? it's not that I can't, can't be. be. I just don't, I don't have any day-to-day interactions with, with people who I... How do you put yourself out there in that position for them? I think I have, but it's the people I see on a day-to-day basis. I work with old white, I work with older white people. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest trainer in my department for the last four years until like last year. They start hiring people younger. So it's not that I don't, and I don't befriend a lot of work people anyway. But if I think about people who are on the street, I have no problem. I talk to everybody, but I still am reserved. I'm very yeah. guarded as a person in general, whether you're black, whether you're white. I don't fuck. If yeah. you weird, I'm going to be like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to take me some time to yeah. get to know you. But I just, those just aren't people who are around me. I'm, I'm just not around. Right. I'm not around mm-hmm. people who are of a different, I'm really not. And I don't think it's because I, I don't want to be. The, the, the spots I visit, you know, if I interact with them, that's fine. They're a good time at that moment. But it's never been to the point of exchanging info. We starting to build rapport with each other. Right. We building a relationship. The people who I've been around for the most part is black. And, and I do insert myself into black organizations. I've been a part of Urban League right. for the last five, six years. It's a black organization. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't think that it's because I don't want to. Yeah. You know, if I if I was around somebody and say we this whole weekend we spent time with a white couple, I'll be like, oh, bet. But I don't. They're just not around me. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 it, and, and it, I don't know if it's my fault or not. Yeah. I really don't know. But I just if goes, I think work people, I'm not. You're not coming to my crib. Yeah. And it goes. To you work with me, and, like, and where I work, I can't. You can't trust everybody yeah. because of the field that I work in. People are just. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And they, the thing is, they they like. Black people because culture. And when I mean culture, our music, the way we dress. Mm-hmm. That's what they like. But do they truly understand our culture, right? Whereas we we just talk about traveling, right? I'm willing to travel anywhere to understand everybody's culture that's- and their beliefs and mm-hmm. support that, right? But here in America, that's not what they do. It's just like, 
oh, you got to believe everything a white person believes, and if you oppose to that, then fuck you, pretty much. So, right? so I'm going to... Let's talk about it, right? Yeah. So these are, like, multiple layers here. Yeah. So the first layer is, to answer your question, I can be a friend mm-hmm. of a Trump supporter because I want to have that hard conversation at the table, right? So way back when Solange had this great song, right? I know you all can reference, right? Having a seat at the table. A great album. A whole Stop album, there. right? A whole <laughs> album. But if you really think about it, you have to have a seat at the table. And a lot of times it's taking yourself out of your comfort zone to have that conversation, right? We're talking about, I've sat at a table, all white men, dominant white men, right? They have, I mean, power on every level when it pertains to, you know, what I do. Um, And I was the only, not just black person, but the only black person and only woman in this Mm -hmm. room, right? So it's like, how do you have those type of harsh conversations? Because first and foremost, just like you will perceive, you know, a white person and maybe assume that they're a Trump supporter. Now I have this perception and walk into a room. Oh, okay. How did she get here? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not just a black person. I'm a black woman in America. Mm -hmm. So that's one layer. The second layer is. We talk about culture, but I will tell you just recently for me, and I can only speak for me at the moment, right? I have truly tapped into where I come from, right? Because being a black person in America, I will tell you from my perspective, we're the most confused group of people. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you really don't know where you come from. I have a dear friend that's from Togo, Africa, right? I met this guy. He's in the military. I met this guy. And when I tell you, like, how he was raised, coming to America, he truly knows who he is, right, from from birth to now compared to us as black people. We are still learning our culture, right? We're still learning where we come from. And I think that's the beauty of this whole just movement alone, right? Um, but it, it, there's multi, multiple fast uh, levels where I say, being a Trump supporter, I want to have that conversation with you because you may not have ever had an opportunity to sit with somebody that was raised in a low socioeconomic status to now my tax bracket is probably as higher than yours, right? Mm-hmm. But that does not deter me from being a Democrat. I am a Democrat, right? But I want to have that conversation with you because we're probably at the same tax bracket at this point. I'll give you a different perspective, right? Because you was raised one way, but then I was raised differently too. Um, so that's just my take on it. I think we can kind of peel multiple, you know, factors from that just alone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's Trump supporter, but you're a part of a party too, a Republican party that if you think about it, if you really are in a certain tax bracket, you're probably going to lean to more red than blue. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it, yeah, right? I'm the same. As long as you're open-minded, like, I could support any decision or base off what you have to do for your household. And I can mm-hmm. understand that. Like, my coworkers, I know all of them are Trump supporters, and it's fine. We all, we kind of shot away. We never really spoke about it because I understand, okay, that's your family, that's your household and everything like that. And even, of course, when it came to um, everything that was going on this year, um, just with George Floyd and just with everything, like, we talked about it. And they were very understanding. Mm. So it's like, okay, you're open-minded. You're not closed-minded saying, oh, I don't care about you or care about black lives and everything like that. So 
I could be fine. I, I don't have an issue with that. Like, I'm not going to have a debate with you because if you're mm-hmm. just closed off, then fine. I feel like I'm not, I'm not saying I can't talk to you about it. We can't have a discussion about it. But if you're already, if you're already closed-minded, you're like, oh, no, you're not going to change my mind. And that's fine. You can go ahead and keep your opinion. You keep your, everything to yourself. But you at least want to listen and we can have a discussion about it. And you feel like you can change or be a part of the change or you can understand where I'm coming from. Then, yeah, I don't see no reason why we can't you know, all be friends or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think too, people have to, we as black people, especially we experience things a lot different. So it's, it'll be hard for a person to be open and, and willing to have these conversations with people who look down on them from the moment that they meet them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if our first interaction is, you don't even want me to be present. Because like you, my, my field is, is white males. That's, that's the driven aspect of the field. So one of the things that I've always said to myself and when I train my class, here I am in front of people who are superintendents, wardens, all this other stuff, and I'm training them. I, prior to me getting my locks, I have my braids. I'll wear um, attire that's not... Um, necessarily like more chick than or chic than um you know your regular everyday suit and you know skirt yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I've always teetered the fence in that regard and that was my way of saying because my biggest thing is you are supervising these people but when they see me they say oh dang she work here and she can wear that or her hair looks like that or she can do those things I always have have rooted for the underdog. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes not worked in my favor, but I truly do believe in that because what you're not about to do is, you know, look down on people. So when I'm at those tables, you're going to see me 100%. These are all my nails. These are mine. They grow very long. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have them painted a color that may not be what you assume to be. I'm going to put on the dark red. I'm going to put just because... This shouldn't make a difference. And I've had an older black woman. I'll never forget her ever in my career. When she stepped in my class, I was training a class on like anger men. It was like a cognitive behavioral course for people who work inside the prisons. And she was like, oh, you're our instructor? Because I was younger then. I was probably like 26, 27 at the time. I'm 31 now. You're our instructor? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're late. A whole day late. You can't stay. <laughs> Gotta go. She was pissed. But it was like, here you are. People do that. Like, they see you and immediately be like, would you, you, you're the person whose name is behind the class that I signed up for? Absolutely. So it's hard to have those conversations with people who, when they look at you immediately, they devalue who you are. They don't feel like you're competent enough to even have these conversations, which I get that you do have to challenge that process in that way. But that can be difficult for some people because people don't have time. And I also think we're in a time period where we shouldn't have to have time every single time. I shouldn't have to be like, you know what? I'm going to teach this lesson today. No, fuck you in the sex you claim. I don't have time. Like, for real, like, realistically, it's that part can be difficult and people don't have the energy to do it and I don't blame them because we talking 400 years of putting up with shit that we had to yeah yeah, yeah. but that's mainly too it'd be your own so people hard. that's true too because yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying we like, don't support each other like we should yeah, yeah. that's exactly you know, I, I, would, I would argue with you in that in the aspects of trying to support people support our own kind mm-hmm. you know I challenge you who have you been done, dealt the worst with 
from a business perspective? Honestly. Your own, your black owned companies, yeah. or you know, so it's it's a. So it's, it's, it's can a I two- say something about that too? And I'm guilty of it. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit either. The first moment that a black person fucks up, especially on a business perspective, don't support them. Fuck that. Don't go there. We go to these everyday targets, Walmarts, these white owned companies, and we continuously go to them knowing that we aren't our, they value our dollar, but they don't give a fuck about who we are. So I do think sometimes we don't give grace enough to black owned businesses and again i'm guilty of it i've gone to a place if my the customer service is trash all right you 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 on the fence but you also tell them like you give them that constructive feedback or criticism like hey you know this is what's going on and i mean i of course i'm i try i always support black owned and everything like that to me communication is key um so a few of them that i have been to is just like Especially online, just because I, I love to shop online. Right. I don't get the feedback. I will call. I will email. I will do whatever. Don't receive anything back. And then one company in particular, I had tried to order some um, the steams, you know, for you know the vagina and everything like that. I they emailed me back at one point. I said, "Hey, have not received my item." It went months. Kept emailing, kept calling, no yeah. response. Then she came on one of the podcasts that I was listening to. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, Can you go right. on, your, you know, <laughs> on your business, but you can't even get back with me. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just I do think that has to get better. I do also think that a lot of times there are one person, one man shop, one man show. Some shit can, can go, you know, flying under the rug. But if it's a pattern, if it's something that happens, then, you know, that stuff do needs to be addressed. So it's a, but that is also such a small number. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's on a larger scale because we say don't support because the, the right. even now, what's a, um, got, uh, God is black. What's the um? Not God is black. God is dope. God is dope. People are. It's a whole scamming situation with them scamming people cash apps. That's a black owned business. Who knows how many people actually got scammed? But the fact that that business is large because of social media, it's Atlanta based. It's black owned. People are going to scrutinize because they have been on a larger platform. They've done the sales. People have all the teas. God is dope. Blah blah blah. But here they are in a scamming situation. Was it? Two, three, four, five people who were scammed, or was it thousands of people who were scammed? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But when that info gets out there, we repost it, we talk about it, you know, whatever the case may be, it could be one person in their shop that fucked up. Yeah. But again, that goes back to like having a team, having the right people in your business. Mm-hmm. Everybody just doesn't have that opportunity. If I ran a business, I don't have like I wanted this podcast to go deeper. Mm-hmm. First off, social media management, all that stuff is real. You got to have somebody who's present yep. to make sure that the hashtags are right. It's this, yeah. it's this world yep. that if you don't have that and you're running it by yourself, you dealing with a whole lot of stuff. So. I mean, we've, we've been talking about this for a while, so I want to move on to something else. But I, I do think we have to do better mm-hmm. as people, yeah. whether you're a business owner or not. If you're a supporter, you have to you might have to give a little bit more grace. If you're a business owner, you, you have to step your fucking game up because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? People need to you want people to support you. You have to do what you got to do on your end. Yeah. Um, if you can't afford a team researching how you can better do your business to the best of your abilities. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I just want to reiterate that the same way we decide not to support someone off of the first 
line of them fucking up, I hope that we, and I'm, I curse a lot, so I'm sorry. And I hope that we also do that with those larger scale businesses mm-hmm. that if they don't do something that we don't like, mm-hmm. we still go back because who's not going to go to Target? Yeah. Who's not going to go to Walmart? This is where you go to get, you know, Target is a, is a self-care we Target has been established as, you know, the the higher bread of Walmart. So, you know what I'm saying? You go in there just to go. You're having a jolly old time with that red cart. But if they did something, whether it was an employee who didn't give you great customer service, mm-hmm. you're going to go back. Mm-hmm. So, I just want people to kind of, and I'm talking to myself too, because I'll be quick to be like, hmm won't see me again because right. um, I didn't get an email in 48 hours. Like, uh-uh, you're, 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 it says... And the frequently asked questions, how, fa- how fast do you respond? <laughs> Up to 48 hours. Uh, I'm going to need you to get together. And then we're in a pandemic. Yeah. It's just all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, moving along, we kind of been talking about 2020. I just, we, we've lost a couple people. Chadwick Bozeman, of course, mm-hmm. all of the protests that happened, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and so many other people who we probably should have been Recent going this grand case, scam. Of, yep. Young um, the guy, Bernard, who got executed because he's one of those fast track um, mm-hmm. death row cases that they wanted to hurry up and get out of here before Trump, you know, mm-hmm. got out the way pop smoke all of this stuff happened in 2020 and honestly when i hear some of this stuff i'm like damn that happened this year mm-hmm. because yeah. this year felt like a uh, yeah, like yeah, a year of 24 you. months yeah. versus 12 yeah. honestly here we are in december it's like dang something that happened in march maybe even april we'd be like wait that was that was this year, this year. you sure i asked when i was writing a list i was like was pop smoke this year wow or was it last year yeah. that was shit this was year. this year, year. Yeah. this year but it has been so much that happened this year that you'd be like, damn. So we're moving along um, to our wind down. I feel like, are you, are you, did you just steal? <laughs> like, she's babysitting So we're moving on. So one of the things that we've kind of been touching on is mental spaces. Um, you know, Friday we were here, we talked about. Having an episode, you know, Taryn is the the advocator for the podcast. He try to get people in as much as he can, but he doesn't like to talk on the podcast. <laughs> but he was talking to you guys like so we should record an episode, whatever, whatever. We made it work, but we we were touching on men and mental health, and we do have three men at this table, even though one thinks that he's excluded black but he's men. not three black men yes. at this table two with a ball head um, <laughs> only if y'all were here for what happened on Friday man our game night went left <laughs> all over a ball head but um, so for, <laughs> that shit was so funny so for our wind down I do want to talk about um you know, men and mental health. Like, you know, we you spoke about, you know, that being your passion. And, you know, we just take it wherever we want to take it. What is This year has been a lot. We've clearly discussed that for the last 50 minutes about 2020, yeah. right? So, with that being said, even outside of 2020, what are some things that you feel like are important for people to know about men as it relates to mental health? I feel as though that we as men, we, we kind of run from this conversation um, and kind of being transparent and vulnerable. Um, uh, of course, 2020 for me, even before 2020, I, I 
like I would get up at 4.30 every morning and write, right? So writing helps me um, get things out of my head. Love it. Helps me be honest with myself. Um, and after every time I write, I would write a prayer to myself, right? So now I can go back and read these things. And then 2020, before every year, I write out goals, mm-hmm. right? So, of course, 2020 has been a crazy year, um, especially for my family personally. I lost my grandmother in August. Uh, I lost my cousin two weeks before, well, a week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so just dealing with that and still mm-hmm. kind of dealing with it because uh, I have my moments. Um, but writing my goals out for 2020, the blessing that happened for me is in the beginning of this year, I wrote down that I want to buy a house and I accomplished that in April. Yes. So Yay. I believe yes. in if you write it down. Manifestation yeah. is a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you write it down, it, it'll definitely happen. But just for me mentally... This year has been a struggle um, because it's just like, oh, we have time to sit and think. Yeah. Right? Um, and I'll share my story. Everybody asks, you know, how I get started in photography. Um, so I played uh, baseball all my life. First year in college, didn't even play a professional, I mean, excuse me, a co- collegiate game, and I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, you know, you work so hard to achieve a goal. Like, I, I already knew you're going to get drafted. You're going to be able to take care of your family and support your family. And then that happens and you're crushed and you don't know, you don't know where your plan B is, right? So in my mind now, I'm thinking suicide, right? So it's just like I was so down, depressed, like in this dark place that nobody could get me out of. Um, and so the school that I went to with a, was a Methodist college. Um, and so the night that I was going to commit suicide, so... At our school, we have a chapel that we go to every Wednesday, and the door's always locked. So this Wednesday, I mean, this not Wednesday, this the day that I was going to commit suicide, it was like this voice just says, go to the chapel. And so I go to the chapel, and the door's unlocked. Um, and so I go in there, and I'm praying for like two or three hours. Um, I walk out of that chapel, not one thought of suicide in my mind, yeah, right? I go back to my room, and me and Tanya talk about this. I know how God speaks to me. So I start having dreams of being in this photography studio. And um, it's funny, I have a close relationship with my parents. Never told them what was going on with me, and my mom called me. And she was like, you know, your grandmother just told me, the grandmother that I just lost, mm-hmm. told me, uh, told my mom, like, she had a dream that you were a photographer. And so I was just mm. like, wow. Like, that okay, just gave me chills real quick. Yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm dreaming about this, but now my grandmother calls. And I still didn't pay any attention. God does things in threes, mm-hmm. right, for me. And so my mom called a, like a week later and said, your aunt had the same dream your grandmother had. And so right then oh, and there, crazy. I was like, you know what, I got yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, I, I know exactly what you want me to yeah. do. And so a year, you know, a year in, year two into photography, um, I was just about to give up because I was like, man, this ain't really working out for me. And I'm shooting an event and this random lady walks up to me and says, young man, I don't know who you are, but you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. Wow. And so... I had just prayed That's before crazy. I shot that event. Mm-hmm. Not crazy, I was like, yeah, God, but, like mm-hmm. you, like you showed me this. I don't, yeah. nothing's going my way. Yeah. Like send somebody, <laughs> show me something. And that's what happened yeah. at the event. Ever since that day, like my photography business has took off. Right. Um, and I shared this with y'all this weekend, like being able to 
shoot in the NFL and shoot certain celebrities. Like, I've never thought I've been able to meet these people mm-hmm. had it not been for what's going on with me now. Mm-hmm. And I still think that photography is my my and all be all mm-hmm. because what I do for people is like I shoot but I also give back so yeah. much mm-hmm. I give away three weddings a year so I mm-hmm. shoot three people's weddings free every single year right That's so dope. giving away and giving to people has always been um, at, at the top of my list yeah um, but mentally still I struggle right mm-hmm. so um, and Tanya knows this we, we're very transparent with one another like, like right now I'm seeking therapy but it's a lot of people out here seeking therapy. Like, I'm on a waiting list right now. Yeah. Oh, the list is crazy yeah. long. So, um, but it's it's something that I know I need. Um, and it's going to help me be a better person and a better version of myself so that I can be better for somebody else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I, still, I still write, though. So, I was going to say, you know, first, let's be very transparent. Mm-hmm. That's very commendable. Yep. Yes. You need to seek yeah. therapy. Yeah. And, and to talk about it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. You to speak on it. So, my take is that, you know, I think that the... It's very evident. Women are more progressively thinkers than men. So women have already had, especially black women, had to overcome the stigma of the mad black woman, of of this type of person, because a dominant woman is not going to be as accepted as a dominant man. Mm -hmm. And so when you have women, they have already embarked on this endeavor for mental health, right? But versus the black man who is not. And now here we are in this day and age of recognition. So... I think that it has truly been harder for women to find a good man because good men have been holding themselves back from their mental state. And it will be on the uprising as this time is progressing. So, and I think that the reason why, well, one of the reasons why, I have have my little theories, right? So one of the reasons why is because everything that we have taught is a learned behavior. And, you know, I talk with Shayla about this all the time. Love is a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. So if I learn to love a certain way, yep. then that is how I'm expressing myself. Yep. Now, if society says you're supposed to be one way and I've learned to be the exact opposite, yep. here we are with people with societal views and myself and my views. Trying to blend them two together yep. is going to only cause Absolutely. confrontation and, conf- yep. and it's come to conflict. Yep. So now we have this black man who I'll tell you, being very transparent with myself, I come from a, a family of men who at once upon a time were womanizers. Yeah. You know, and all their, only way for them to learn how to love is to womanize. Yeah. So now here we are with these strong black men who cares for their family, who provides for their kids, who does all this stuff, but they're womanizers. Mm-hmm. And they learn that the only way for me to be accepted within my family is to have somebody else there and it's not because they want it it's not because that's how they need it to be but that's what they were taught Mm -hmm. so now we have a society of people who are taught hey you be monogamy you know be specific be only with one person but then as a cultural black man coming from inner city if coming from the yeah you name it the stereotypical family from a disrupted home, and I say disrupted as in arguing in the family yep. and not arguing, parents are divorced and not parents are divorced, parent isn't even there. Like coming from a disrupted home, you have took this concept of love and you have learned that this is the only way for me to be who I am. Yeah. Now, we blend them together, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And you know, mental health is what helps you come to that recognition. Mental health is what helps you come to that point of realizing, all right, I got it. Society says to be this way. I was taught this way. 
I don't want to be all the way like this, mm -hmm. but I can't be all the way like that. So I need to recognize who I am as a man, who I am as a person, and then find somebody who can accept me in that manner and in that light. And if you can do that, then we can truly be in love. Yeah. So, and, and that's my take. So it's, it's literally the mental health and stability of a black man, of any man in general, is fragile because they don't understand it. And when I say they don't understand them, I hate generalizations, but a lot of, a good number of black men, a good number of men in general, don't understand who they are emotionally. Yes. And because they can't see themselves emotionally, yeah. it holds them back because they learned not to look at themselves in that light, mm -hmm. not to put themselves in that manner. And because of that, you're, they're stuck. Yeah. But, you know, so just bringing it all the way back, sorry for that long spill. No, but, good. no that's you know, good. That's <laughs> good. Uh, but, yes. but you just hit on something just now about the emotion part. Like, and, and me and you kind of touched on this uh, earlier this weekend. Like, we, we, we grow up to be tough yeah. as men. Yep. Right? Don't cry. Yeah. Don't Shut cry. Up. Don't show your emotion. Yeah. Right? And, and it took me a while. And I'm be very transparent here. Like, me and my dad growing up didn't have the best relationship. My dad was a all-American baseball, football, basketball star, right? Mm -hmm. And literally, if he was my height, my dad would have been a professional baseball player. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, you had to be a certain height. Right. Now, it doesn't matter, right? So he pushed me so hard to play baseball to the point where I was good naturally, but he pushed me so hard that that's the only relationship we had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it took me... Like, even you, you think about this time of the year, Christmas and all this birthday. My dad has, like, he never told me he loved me mm -hmm. other than writing it on a card. Mm -hmm. So just to, to deal with that, and the, of course, a guy's going to um, gravitate to his mother naturally, yep. right? So, but I never heard it from him. He did everything a man's supposed to do as a father, as a husband, everything, right? But he never said those words to me. And it took me... To go to college for him to understand me because I had to sit down and explain to him. These are the things that you never did. I appreciate everything, but if you don't fix this relationship, we're done. Mm -hmm. After you drop me off, we're done. That's and fine. finally, now, like my dad will call me randomly and says, I'm just calling and tell you I love you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that right there has really like helped me now be a little bit more emotional because I used to run from being emotional. Yeah, emotional. And then being very open, transparent, and vulnerable, exactly. it took a lot to get that out of me. But you learned that, yeah, right? Absolutely. That was taught to you. Whether, whether you sat in front of a teacher on a whiteboard or yeah. just living from day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. these are things that you have learned. And, yeah. and, you know, again, going back to the, the my personal take of the male's perspective versus the female's perspective, females have been more inclined to, oh, be emotional. Oh, you know, mm -hmm. this, oh, that. Females had to deal with, black females had to deal with the stigma of you're too dominant. You're too yep. smart. You're too yep. strong. You're too this. So yep. I think that it's harder to learn how to tone yourself down it than it is to try and tone yourself up. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's why I think the progressive female is so much more dynamic in this day and age right now, which is why your time has already come, if you ask me, because yeah. it's happening now. Yeah. It's happening now. And when it comes to you being who you are, embracing yourself, the females already got it. Yep. You know, like there's been so many times we've seen memes. I don't want to have to tone myself down to be with somebody. Right. I don't want to have to dilute who I am in order to be happy. Mm -hmm. And no one should ever have to do that. Yeah. Should ever. So, you know, don't worry. You know, for the ones that are out there, single ladies, you know, the, your time is coming. You're yes. going to find that man yeah. because he 
is trying to go through his breakthrough. I was just about yeah. to say, he is also finding himself right now. And another thing I'll say too, um, obviously I'm not a man. However, I always say this, and even to my daughter who's five, teach people how to love you. Come on. I think that is so important. If this is something that you are not used to, sir, ma'am, this is what I want. This is what I'm used to. This is what I need for you to do. And I think that a lot of people don't find their voice in that because of that learned behavior of what they were taught. Because even with you saying that with your dad being so present and some people, that was really so profound because some people be like, I ain't have a dad, whatever the case may be. Some people have a parent who isn't giving you anything that you need. They think that they are because our parents have that mindset of, I did the best I can. I did everything I can do. No, you didn't do what I needed you to do to make this relationship cohesive. And if you didn't tell him that, it would still probably be going on today. So I I really do. I I think that it's super important for people to teach people how to love them yeah. they're either gonna get on a bus or they are going to get off the bus and it's uncomfortable to yes. be told no yes. you're not doing enough yep. that's not doing it for me no. you over here like look man i'm giving you everything i got well your everything isn't yeah. Yeah. it but then I, I pay attention like i pay attention i don't have kids and of course i want <sighs> Three. <clears throat> but, uh, Putting I, it out there. I, yeah. I, I, um, Manifestation. Like I, I, I watch I watch a lot of people who have multiple kids in the relationship that they have to have with, with each, each kid. kid. It's, different. it's different. It's not you the can't, same. You can't teach one kid one thing and another kid the same. Mm-hmm. You have to teach them completely different. Even with me and my sister. Like my mom is completely different. My sister, she needs to talk to my mom for an hour and a half on the phone. Me, give me 15 minutes. Tell you how my day's going. We talk every single day. And that's it, right? I'm done. My sister, oh, completely different. She wants to talk all day. But that's the kind of that's the kind of relationship that's important. And then asking those questions. Asking those questions about... <laughs> Y'all, there's a lot going on. It's a lot happening. <laughs> Asking those questions about how you want to be loved. Like, I, I understand, like, growing up, being younger, I didn't really truly knew who I was. Yeah. But as you get older, you kind of explore. And like but you said, you learn behavior. Oh. No, go ahead. I think for this generation, so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my household, I, w- I would say this from a, a, a daughter leading to now a woman that now understands my father, right? So my father died when I was 15, but he was there, but not there, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I saw my dad, but he wasn't really there. Um, and how that affected my mom, that turned into how it affected her daughters and how we love men, black men. Um, so <laughs> I say all that to say... It's, it's like a generational thing because my mom was not taught, you know, to teach someone how to treat her, mm-hmm. teach someone how to love her. It wasn't the culture. Then. It wasn't the culture. And then it also wasn't talked about, mm-hmm. you know, in, in her household. I mean, she was one of 12, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of think about that perspective. And then, you know, she had my siblings and then she she 
came across my dad that had his own kids and then they blended a family. Um, but that womanizer aspect, that was my dad. Like, yeah. all day, every day, right? But then his relationship with his daughters was, I love you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then you treat my mom a certain way, right? So I, it took me growing up to finally get to adult phase to realize that dynamic. But I will tell you, that's where the dominant piece of who I am stems from. Because it's my mom teaching me now. I didn't go through it. So I'm going to teach you certain things that weren't taught to me. Um, and I want the, the very best for you. Uh, but, you know, even just talking about teaching someone how to love you, teach someone how to treat you as well, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, we had this conversation just recently. It's like, okay, if you come across somebody and they're interested in you, how do you say you're not interested? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not interested. This is not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be disrespectful about it at all. Uh, but I think, too, this series can kind of lead to more mm-hmm. in the future for sure. Because it, you know, the dominant black man the mental state being there emotionally but then we're emotional creatures so Mm -hmm. you're not tied to that man emotionally you know the vulnerability is not there it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. um and you're just kind of in a relationship that's dead honestly so you know it's funny because like and i think what helped me grow was that I love my dad. I have a great relationship with my dad. But I had also had the come to Jesus moment with him. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I can remember specific instances where my dad has dropped gems on me. I mean gems. Like, you know, he hit me with, uh, well, some not so good and others good. You know? So one of the good ones that he hit me with was just simply, you know, be the man that you want for somebody else. Right. So and, and I'm like, OK, I can respect that. Right. And when I see how like you did, my dad treated my mom. My mom dream was always go to Hawaii. My dad never took my mom to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I flew my mom to Hawaii twice. Gave her all expense paid trips. Right. My mom never had a pedicure, never had a manicure. And she loves to pepper herself. But she just didn't know how to do it because she wasn't taught that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad never did that for her. I bought my mom her first manicure, her first pedicure, her first massage yeah, because yeah. These are the things that I have to learn and grow through. Now, you know, that is what helped me. It's helping me become yep. the man that I want to mm-hmm. be. Yep. You know, now granted, you know, I don't talk to my mom every day like you. Yeah. But my, I, I'm, I am a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I will take right. care of her through and through no matter yeah. what. Right. And within that, pers- you know, within that spectrum, you have to learn what it is that the one that you want to be with, the one that you are with, mm-hmm. wants and desires. Mm-hmm. And if those are similar, then good. But, you know, when we say be emotionally involved, it's not, oh, I'm going to boohoo cry on your shoulder. Right. It's if I am an inclusive person mm-hmm. and I don't like to be pushed and triggered, but yet I like to open up when I'm comfortable, then respect my boundaries and let me open up when I'm comfortable. Yeah, you know, it's not a, hey, hey, tell me your emotions, tell me your emotions, give me your emotions. Like, no. Yeah. You have to respect and learn the person that you're with yeah. in order to learn and grow with that person. So, you know, I don't want it to be confused of cry on my shoulder every night when you're upset. Yeah. No, it's help me become the better me. Mm-hmm. Embrace me for who I am and what I have to give and allow me to grow through whatever it is that's going on. And the more that the other person can learn and grow through it, the better that you all will be. 
Yeah, so. I think I think that is spot on. I really do, and I think too, just being present um, and understanding. Because I think you all have talked about wanting to be fathers one day, right? Yeah. So you're gonna have a daughter, and it's let's just say you have a woman in your life now, right? You will want your daughter to be treated a certain way. Yeah. Um, and, and to know, right? It, we talk about generational, so where does the curse stop, yeah, right? Because right. we kind of, you know, pull back those layers too within our family structure. We have quite a few, yeah. um, it's, for it's sure. Some it's, some it's some stuff, right, that we can kind of talk about as well. But, you know, it's it's those it's those moments where, you know, one day it's going to affect someone in your generation, right? Whether you have like a daughter or even a son, yeah. right? Those type of relationships that I think are very, very important. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to, I mean, part of it is to us giving our families. And I'm saying this, and I don't all the way mean it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's giving our families grace because we also have to understand that they too are people outside of being parents. Mm-hmm. That's a hard pill for me to swallow because of the relationship I have with my mother now due to some recent information over the last year and some change. Mm -hmm. But um, they, too, were people. Um, But even outside of that, y'all, if it's not us, then who? We really were the people who came through and said, no, no. Mm -hmm. This isn't cool. That's it. I don't like how this is going. I don't like, like my, you know, and I think about it too. Like my grandmother lost her mother very young. My grandmother lost siblings in a fire. She don't ever want to talk about it. I barely know what my grandmother's lifestyle was like in the South because we migrated from Virginia and then Jersey, which is where all of my family that I know of are from. And, you know, it's so many different things that has happened that are, you know, you know, we as black families, we bury things under the rug. It's things that happen in our family. It. You got people yeah. who are intertwined. You got the I who, who I feel like I was just talking to somebody that's like, my mother is really, you know, the 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 aunt got kids with the with the sister's husband, like all of this stuff mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. Back in the day, we're products of some stuff. It ain't. It ain't just. (laughs) And it's not just. It's not just West Virginia, but that that was Southern culture, right? So I do appreciate our generation for being the people to saying to put those boundaries on our family. No, this is not how you're gonna treat me. No, this is not how I want this relationship to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really wish that it happened way before us. This whole mental health space that we've succumbed to that we've been uh, accustomed to people being more comfortable with talking about their feelings what they've experienced i really wish to happen with our parents yeah. so because there's so much stuff yeah but i think it goes back to also find out who you are as That's a person true too. And learning yourself so i know for me it did take me a while and i and i both my parents were very uh, much of my life i mean i'm a daddy's girl um parents were divorced as you know, at a younger at a younger age, I would live with my dad, my brother would live with my mom, and my dad. Um, I mean, I saw it. Like he would bring different women over, you know, constantly to the house, and he, of course, he tried to mask it, try to play the stereo, you know, the radio, the fan on, uh-huh. all this stuff. But I saw it happening. Mm-hmm. So you know, yes, I was a daddy's girl and everything like that, um, leading to myself and just, I guess, not also. Just just a lot of different things. Like from mom, not really, not saying she was in my life. She was in my life, but. 
not being there to teach me how to cook, teach me how to do my hair. I was always with my dad mm -hmm. and just seeing most women coming out of his life. So, of course, when it came to me growing up, I just felt maybe like that was okay. Mm -hmm. And it took a while for me to keep getting abuse, 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 cheating on everything like that to a point where I was just like, I can't do this no more. I gotta yeah. put my foot down. Because, yeah. yes, I kept very forgiving, very understanding and trying to understand, okay, well, that's just him and trying to, what can I do to make it better? Yada, yada, yada. Was it me? It How wasn't did... me. Like, mm -hmm. what am I not doing right? But it came to a point like, no. It's like, I can't do this anymore. So Layers, it, it took that to me to be like, look. And this is real. It's a, no, for real. So like, I'll it's you, so. Yeah. You hit on one of my, I have, I have a couple theories, guys. Bear with me. So this is another theory I have. This is called the superhero syndrome. Oh, yeah. It is when the child thinks that your parent is this superhero. Yep. This epitome of everything. Absolutely. And the moment you recognize that they're just a regular person, your mind's blown. 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 Because yeah. this is... Ruined. This is mom. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is mom. This is dad. This is can do no wrong. This is when a teacher says, who is your, you know, who's your superhero in Who school? do you say? And then you say... Talk mom. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Let so, the church say amen. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Right, right. I, I, this is another one I call it the superhero syndrome and it's to recognize the recognition of your parents being a normal person mm -hmm. and it hurts it, it hurts you hard and when it hurts so bad because we are not able Listen. we don't comprehend that we don't we don't look at mom or dad just being mom and dad we look at them as being the epitome this is who I want to be with this is the type of man this is the type mm -hmm. of woman that I desire that I aspire to have in my life but in reality they probably aren't and see, this but is, the parent I'm sorry know? The I'm going to say this for a quick yeah. But the parent, right, when you identify that you're a horrible person. Yep. Like, let's talk about it, right? Yep. It, it changes. It yeah, but it changes your whole perspective because, like, Damn. I love this person, you know? But you but, ain't it. So, the, for, <laughs> for us, right, the first man that should have loved us, right, is our father. Yep. And then you you come to a realization, like, you're a bad person. Yep. You know, like, it's. It's yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I was gonna say like with my mom. This is why I have such a close relationship with my mom is because she's very transparent in every aspect of everything she did, everything that she wants me and my sister to experience for ourselves. So I could give her a scenario right now, and she'd be like, "Well, this happened to me back in back back in the day, and this is how I handle it. You have to learn it on your own. Mm -hmm. But this is what I want to tell you." I've been there, that's that's it, right? That's My dad, man, I can't go to him and have those conversations. Like now, I can, and like, I have to bring it up. He would yep. never say, "Yep, like he gonna offer the information." Yeah. He, he would never He's say. He's not gonna it. offer the Whereas my mom, she's like, she gives it to me raw and uncut, yep. and I appreciate that, right? Because yeah. that now it helps me deal with stuff. Yep. And even if I'm like, if I'm ashamed of something or I need to talk to somebody, I know I can go to her and she's going to be unbiased. But yep. see, the man, right? That's where the emotional, I feel like the emotional tie. You let me know, right? But majority of how you react to a certain situation, mm -hmm. right, is probably based off how your father reacted to it. Yep. So if you don't know how your father, right, was raised or how he was raised to have that emotional aspect or he never did right so like you said i never heard my dad say i love yeah. you but did your dad ever hear that from his dad right. you know what i'm saying and like I you have to that. yeah yeah and my mom shared that with me though she right like, my granddad was never like that but i never saw that 
part of my granddad. Yeah. My granddad always told me he loved me. Because when you have the grandkids, it's, it's different it's, from having yeah. kids. And it, and, it go, and it goes back to like when we when you were talking uh, about like your mom. So the one thing that I was going to say in that was that's their first time actually having a kid, yeah. right? And I don't know if you're the oldest or not, I'm but not. I think about it with my like with my dad is like. The things that my dad did to me when I was younger, I would never do to my son. Right. Right? Because I know better than to do those things. Yeah. But this is trial and error for them. Yeah. I was the first yeah. child. That's exactly what I was going right? to say. Because, so, yeah. I was the third, yeah. but you know, whatever. You but know, no, it is what it is. No, it's the same thing regardless. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have the mental capacity of what we have yeah. to do. Like, I'm not saying a bad thing. Or the resources. Yeah. Or yeah. anything. Absolutely. Anything. It goes back to what you're saying. We have to give them that grace. Yep. It's right? hard, Absolutely. though. And I'll share a personal experience with me. I I love my dad to death. I've always tried you know, be there for my dad on nine yards. But I also learned I love my mom to death. And if I ever had to choose, I wouldn't know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But the day that my dad told me about how he cheated on my mom yep. without him even recognizing it, just because I'm intuitive and I can pick up on things. Yeah. We're talking about women. We're, you know, like the guy, oh, yeah, women, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, son, I did X, Y, and Z. And then in my head, I'm like, yo, when did you do X, Y, and Z? He's like, oh, well, you know, I did it during this time. And in my mind, I'm like, you, you were with my mom. mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I called him, I was like, you did this while you were with mom. And he was like, oh. You know, so so that is like that groundbreaking moment that I had within Superhero. myself. Yep. And yeah. I was like, yo, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? You know, because like, you? Like, you, know, you know that it happens. You know that it's, but you don't contribute it to that person. And then it, it's up to us, our generation, to recognize who you are as a person yeah. and accept you for it. Because I'm not going to have another biological dad. Facts. I'm not going to have another biological dad. At all. Mm-hmm. So, you know what else I hate too with the conversations that happen around this world when this fucking meme come across social media I cringe I'll be like shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) I swear the conversation of why don't women stay with the men like our grandparents or our parents stay with the men let me tell you something though y'all I cringe (laughs) so bad when I think about that because we're talking about family and family dynamic and you know parents and grandparents and stuff you cannot compare this era this decade even to four five six decades ago Yeah. We're talking women didn't even have the opportunity to work their own jobs. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking all they depended on was the man like being the, the breadwinner. Yeah. We're talking you question this man who've been out working all day about where his whereabouts are. Mm-hmm. You you're talking about people who had families in yeah. in the same the street over. Come yeah. on. And you never on. saw or heard of it because <laughs> I mean, you bet not question. Yeah. You might know yeah. or think or have an inkling that something ain't right, but you're not going to talk about it because guess what? I can't go do it on my own yeah. if I wanted uh-huh. to. So I have to be strong for my family because that's all I have. Yeah. So all right, all right. the women today don't have to do no, we don't that. have the time <laughs> so all right now you guys you, you're touching i, I love this I love it. so you're touching <laughs> thing, right so all right so here so let me, yes let me women nowadays and the things that women are going through now are completely different right yeah but you also have so many women out here saying no man is chivalrous you know i want a chivalrous man i want a man who acts in such a manner like back in the days right to take care of me to nurture me all that other stuff right right what are women doing? Again, we can't compare them times, but if you want a man who acted back in the days, that woman should be 
acting in a manner of which that man acted back in the days, right? right. So yep. if that man is over here working, you know, working all day all day long, and that woman's working all day long, yep. but you want this man to be chivalrous like back in the days, yeah. then are you taking care of that man? Are you bringing home a home-cooked meal? Are you rubbing his back? Are you massaging his feet? Right. Are you doing these things to contribute towards an atmosphere for that man to be chivalrous? Or are you being yourself, mm-hmm. which is now, yeah. and expecting something from back then, that's and, fair. And trying to and trying to make it work. It doesn't work that way. That's fair. Choose who you are and what you want. You can't have both. So, yes, I think you're you're absolutely right. You have to understand what you want, though, right? Which I think, you know, for women, it's we may want a certain thing, but then society says, oh, well, you can't have that, right? But we're kind of put in that space too, where it's. Why can't we have everything? You know, why can't we have being a a careerist, right? Yeah. But then having a man that say, oh, well, I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. Right? But then it comes off because my career alone could be a dominant factor. Yeah. Right? Um, it's, I think, too, it's getting to a space, right, which a lot of time it takes time to get there where you're not really going to get there especially if you're in your 20s so like for me in my 20s i was just like i don't need no man i can do all this on my own listen point blank (laughs) 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 but but let's talk about it no 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 no. let's talk about it right so through my 20s i was like i don't really need a man right but then i'm 30 you don't need i don't need a man right i will want a man in my life to be a great asset to what i have going on and vice versa but i don't need it yeah. um but i think there's women out there that still need yeah. a man mm-hmm. um where it can be on a financial rim or you know emotional, emotional rim mm-hmm. uh maybe there's some uh openings in your life or some some vague spaces where you're trying to feel whatever it is right but you have to get to the point where it's like okay this is what i want this is where i am or this is kind of what you need um, so, you know, even to this day, I don't need a man. Do I, I want that, Do I want a man? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's his name? <laughs> 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 oh, look who got something to say now. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. Silent I mean, assassin. No, I, I definitely agree. And I think that, you know, it's, it, it's hard. It's hard for us nowadays because, you know, we have this, this cognitive thought of, what we saw but yet we have the reality of what is now and we're trying to manifest the both of those into one Mm -hmm. and we're stuck because again for you know the women nowadays dominant got their own jobs got their own Mm -hmm. list i can't tell you how many people people i talk to that have said that they want to be dominant in their work world but they just want to come back and be submissive. They want to just yes. be yeah. told, yes, you know, they don't want to deal with anything. Because at the job, yeah, they got it. They so can do that all right. day. But when you get but home, you, I, I want to be able, I want my man to have it. Yeah, Tell me what I need to do. Yes, babe. Yes. You got it. <laughs> I make decisions all day. <laughs> but for real, when you're working day to day making yeah. decisions, yeah. you, you don't want to. And I'm plugged. And let me tell you something. You made a huge point because, again, the conversation even around, like, you know, why don't the generation... The conversation, too, is why aren't women submissive? Guess what? 
they're going to be submissive to a person who deserves for them yes. to be submissive yes. to. Yes. If yes. you are yes. over yes. there, you can't do, can't say, don't know. Mm-hmm. Why do you think someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go whatever you want to. Yeah. No, yeah. it yeah. takes for you to actually have to get me to that point. Yeah. Of, and guess what that is? It brings it back to the mental state of a yeah, man. Yeah, that's true, too. You got to know yourself, man. To be put aside. If if, if is making 200K and I'm making 30K, yeah. best believe I'm still going to be dominating in this house. Yeah. Right. You know, because that's my job. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes somebody who knows that, Come on. okay, you got it out there. Mm-hmm. But when you come here, you know who the fuck that is. And, that's, and, yeah. that's, yeah. and that's also why women are like, they don't mind... Not settling, but they don't mind going with someone who may make less than them. Guess what? I need you to have me emotionally. I need you to be able to be like, don't worry about it. I got to... You sit back and relax today. You know what I'm saying? So when the conversations talk about submissiveness, it's like, bro, are you at that space to for that person to actually be able to submit to you? Do you even... Is that the characteristics that display on a day-to-day basis? If it's not, don't ask for what you can't give. Because you're not even in tune with your emotions. Facts. Yeah. And that's right? a problem. Like, you have to get You don't there. even know what triggers you. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, oh. yeah, I, I agree holistically. Music so child said, te- teach me how to love. Yeah. Show me right. the way to but surrender my heart. I can't with you, <laughs> Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. Don't, because you haven't talked this whole episode, okay? Yeah. You've been the words. you've been yeah. the pers- you've been the person to sit there and get the drinks, but what you got to say? How does the song go? No, <laughs> no. gotta love them. And the crazy part is too. That's one of the things. Like I, I always, I told y'all too. Like we are total opposites. Yeah. However, this shy person y'all get on a day to day. I don't get that. He wasn't the person who talked on the phone. He wasn't the person who did a whole bunch of stuff. But guess what? You're going to talk to me. You're going to call me on your way Come home. On. Yeah. We're going to have these conversations because i that's what I need. So yeah. he, you know, I'm cool with the, the world not getting that. Yeah. As long as we yeah. make sure right. that we have those conversations on a regular basis. Yeah. And right. even if I got to pull it out because motherfucking sometimes uh, but you, you gotta be like they be yeah. like that and reel it in babe reel it in what you got because I was gonna put them on a spot a little while ago but then I decided against no, it but yeah. you know it might still come you never know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know and I, that goes like really back to what we were talking yeah. about because you learn how to love each other yes mm-hmm. you know and, literally and, and it was I, effortless yes and, nice. and that's, that's literally right where I it was go. effortless because nice. you know and I think that what we have a problem nowadays is that we say, I want a relationship, right? And then as soon as you say Do that, you, you have, you have <laughs> officially yes. triggered a thing. And I call it, it's an ideal versus the actual aspect. Because you like the ideal of having somebody there or having made here. Yes. You know, but in reality, you ain't ready. You don't want that. Ready. You don't want yes. that. And Exactly. You know, it takes somebody using your chapstick every throughout the whole podcast. You know? <laughs> I told that too. I told the ladies at Top Golf yesterday, and I think that anybody can attest to this. I I truly do think that when it is effortless, when you do feel like it's no work yeah. going into this situation, yeah. it's love. It's mm. it's it, like you know, people used to have time restraints on stuff. Like, yeah. oh, you know, that's too soon. That's too mm-hmm. long. Yeah. That's too this. You have to figure out what, what works for you. Yeah. Again, though, you do have to tap into your emotions. You can't mm-hmm. just sit there and just 
expect for life to just happen for yeah. you. One of the one of the things, and, and the quote that we ended on this podcast is talking about happiness. You really do have to be in tune with yourself. I think a lot of people want things that they aren't ready for. Yeah. I shied away from relationships for the three years that I was single, but it it happened and it happened organically. I didn't expect it. It wasn't something I was longing for. It wasn't like, oh, I'm ready for a relationship. No, it was a joke. That happened, and here we are in love and shit. Yeah. And engaged, engaged and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 you know, that's an inside of it, You won't know if you know, you know. If you know, you know. But, but I, I really do. I think that, you know, it does take for you to sit there and say, Am I ready? Is this something that I want to do? And you really have to be 100%, not 100%, because everybody not internal. Yeah. internally happy 100%. I won't say that you have to be like, oh, I'm 100% you there committed. with yourself. Yeah. But you do have to know what you want, what you like, what you don't want because in the event that we meet someone and we find ourselves settling for things that we know we're not okay with, yeah, mm-hmm. that relationship is not going to yeah. be it. You're going to force it to be it, but it's not going to yeah. be it. It starts with internal happiness and it doesn't have to be 100%. Again, 100%, I'm happy with myself. But as long as you know and you're working towards that happiness, because when me and Tara met, maybe almost three months yeah. in, T, when me and T <laughs> met almost three months in, I, I, I had a fucking bomb drop. Mm-hmm. In my family dynamic, yeah. literally a bomb drop. And I'm a person who is not vulnerable around people. I shut down. I go into my hiding space. My whole three days without my child was spent with him while I was dealing with this family shit that literally turned my world inside out. Yeah. And still a year and some change to date. I'm still dealing with it. Never would have imagined that that would be a person I would be sharing that moment with. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. I would be, what? I just met you, nigga. Like, right. I know we've been spending a whole lot of time together, but nah, fam. And literally, and that, I, think, I didn't want to be home by mm-hmm. myself. I think that love is really built off of experience. Because it goes back to what you said. It's not about time. No. You can't put year, two, year, three. It's about experiences. Mm-hmm. If I have experienced enough with you and I've gone through enough emotionally, that is when the time is right. Okay. It's not because, oh, yeah, we've been together for five years. If right. we have been together for five years and we have faked the funk every single year, what the hell? I don't know you. You don't no. know me. Mm-hmm. So, But if we can be together for enough time for you to experience me, for you to know me, and for me to experience you, and for me to know you, that is when the time is right. It's not, and if you, if some people get married in a month and they feel that they experience it in a month, cool. Some It works out for some people, it doesn't work out for others. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's about knowing that you have truly experienced enough of the other person mm-hmm. to know that this is it. Yeah. And however long it takes, now, ladies, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying wait 10 years because right. if you've experienced that and you're like, yo, you this need to know anywhere. when yeah. to let yourself go as well. Right. But if that, if that man knows that, yo, this is when I've experienced it. This is when I know that you can know me because he has to know you. If, nice. if this man freaking, let's just say he just says one thing once and expects you to know it off the top of your head every single time. Right. If he does that and you don't remember that enough for him, he's not going to be like, yo, you experienced enough. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, yo, you're expecting too much from me. Mm-hmm. And now guess what? 
You love everything else about him, and he loves everything else about you, but you're not going to get that, there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get there, so you have to recognize that. But I think, too, it's expectation management, right? Yes. Really? That's a fact. Yeah, I, was, um, I was about to say it. Yeah, Look at y'all. Y'all looked um, at each other, too. I was about to say But it. I think for from the woman aspect, we have to give a man time. Oh, yes. Because they, they work a little bit differently from mm-hmm. us. Sometimes we rush. Yeah, rush. And, be. you know, we're kind of on like a, um, what's the clock? What you talking about? Uh, I know she, yeah. Like maternal, maybe uh, something. Yeah, you know we, work, we know what you're talking about. We know, yeah. It, listen, you know, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, just kind of factoring that, then it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna wait ten years. Ten years? Yeah, no. Do I, what? I, 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 but you yeah, have, you gotta know when it is. To you cut you it gotta off. know. You have to know. And that's the thing too. People being honest with themselves because outside of what you want to happen in your relationship, you may want this to work so bad because you feel like this person is so good however you realize this might be so good but it's not where I want it to be and I think that I speak for a lot of women when I say you really do have to be honest with yourself and say this ain't it Mm -hmm. and step away when it's not it I think women specifically have a hard time with doing that because Mm -hmm. You know, you got you. you think about it. It's holiday season. Where your man at? I, I can, when I, you having some kid? First off, I fucking hate that conversation yeah. because how about I can't and you yeah. don't know yep. that I can't have kids? Don't ask me. Absolutely. When are the babies coming? Don't ask me when the marriage coming. Don't ask me none yeah. of that stuff. Like I, I can't provide you that answer because you don't even know what's happening. In my what's life. happening? Yeah. But but it's natural, especially our old our 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 older family members. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you go to holidays. All right, hussy, you've been yeah. coming up here single for the last two years. Right. When you gonna uh? But no, know, I can right. debate the aspect of a woman needing because I in reality I would say that it's really the guy who know who needs to know when to let go. But because no, I, I really, do y'all get the same questions that the no, women? No, but that the women for, get? for different for different reasons <laughs> for different reasons because <laughs> yes, you get those questions right. But a guy right, you know, will know that she just ain't it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's comfortable. Mm, you know? Absolutely. So a guy, it, it's more times than not in my uh, just I'm um, no complacent. no theory. Complacent, yes, yes, yes baby. The one time he spoke on a podcast, complacency. You know, but that's it because yep. you have this guy who no, I can look at you square, not you. I can look at you square in the face. Right, don't don't, and, don't and speak do, that. Yeah, yeah. I can look you square in the face and be like, yo, this ain't gonna work. And just be like, yo, but, but you're paying for this, here, you're right. taking care of this, you're yeah. holding me down in this way. I'm going to keep you around just until I can get what I want. Come on. Yep. And yeah. then I'm going to leave. So, but, here, but here's where it gets tricky, right? Because you said it, it should be the man Talk about right, it. that makes that decision. But normally, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. this has occurred with any of you all. But normally, the man will make that decision, Right. But the woman's still there. Yeah. So, so now it's, it is complacency, yeah. right? Because now you've already grouped me into this category where I'm going to put her to the side. But she's yep. still here, right? But then now you're going to entertain other people, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then if the woman's not strong enough to be like, you know what? Because, see, let me tell you something. A woman's intuition is very Oh, my strong. God. Very, very oh deep and strong. So that is, if that's not, <laughs> if that's not anything, <laughs> no, like you for ha- real. as a woman, when you say you are a woman... 
You need to Listen. understand how your intuition will talk to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not tapping into it because you're like, well, no, you know, he got, got 10,000 red flags. Well, yeah. no. Yo, no. The ignoring of those red flags no. is a thing. So that's where I can yeah. see both yeah. perspectives, yeah. right? The woman has to be strong enough to be like, listen, this is complacency. This man has literally got you to the point where he ain't going to do nothing else nothing. for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And it's hard, I think, on both parts. I think it's very hard on both parts. I think for the men, whether you're benefiting from that or you're just comfortable because you don't want to go back on that whole dating scene. First off, the dating scene is a real thing. That shit is whack. Yeah. That shit is boring. That shit is good. I mean, when you're in the realm of dating, it might seem fun if you're on the receiving end. Probably on the other end of your doing, you're not. But I know as a woman, when I was dating... I'm having the time of my fucking life. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about y'all for real. Right. I'm just chilling. I'm yeah. doing whatever I want to do. I'm in my own zone where I control the narrative. However, then you got people who might fall in love with you. You don't fall in love with them. Then you might have people who don't want you, but you know y'all are both teetering the tot or whatever yeah. the case may be. Then you got someone who's really ready, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. It just it's yeah, so many right. different yeah. aspects of that dating situation. I'm just I really do wish that people be honest with what they have. Mm-hmm. Some people are very comfortable because they feel like they have to be. Mm-hmm. Other people are living this life because this is what they're supposed to do. Either way, you look at it, it's hard. It is. It is. It's it is. not easy. But we, I know for women, I all I've always said this, even prior to anything that I have going on is. You got to know when to be like, nah. Yeah. And but, that shit is hard for somebody because we got attached. You got to think. It's attachment issues. It's 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 the soul ties. Uh, soul, yeah. t- soul ties. It's a real thing. It's, it's, it's saying, God damn it. Like, damn. Now the I really have to say no to this person who I want yep. this to work. Yep. But, but know, it's not working. Just, just playing devil's advocate. Going back to what we talked about beforehand, it's also about recognizing who you're dealing with. Because if we're talking about, again, learning a love behavior, right? If, I'll tell you about myself, I come from from a background of womanizers. I come from a background of, you need to love more than one person in order to be in love, right? So, now, if I am trying to grow through this and be me, right? But you says... Hey, you know, I don't I have to let go of my soul time because I need better, right? Which is fair to you. But if you know me for being coming from a womanizer background, and you know me of trying to grow through that, and then I do, let's say unfortunately, cheat on you, right? If I do do that, do you let go? If I do cheat on you all, do you let go of me? Because you know that I'm trying to grow through it. Yeah. Now, I do it again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out, hear me out. I do it again, right? Because I'm saying, hey, look, this is what happened. I'm sorry. I'm worried. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to learn. And then we go down this road again, and I do it again, right? Now, you have a repeat offense of mm-hmm. me cheating, me hurting, dismantling you who you are. But yet, along with that mantle dismantling who you are, I'm trying to break through who I am. Thanks. And so now... If you're not strong enough yeah. to deal with me, then let me go. Right. But how do you know if you're strong enough or not until you go through it? Yeah. So, I, here's... I, I, here's I, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. I, I see where he's coming from. Ahead, but the thing is, 
if you know, of course, you're the whole womanizing and everything like that, and you're trying to grow through it, to me, it also kind of sounds like, oh, well, give me this this past if yeah. this mistake was to occur. That's that's how it kind of just sounds like how you're coming off of, yes, we go through and everything like that, but you already know in the back of your head, like, oh, man, I'm too excited. Oh, I might go ahead and... You, I mean, yes, you can be put in a situation, and you may not know what can happen. However, don't use it as an excuse either. So, did, you will know. It's so many layers, though, too. It's so many layers. It's like, think about... It's emotional, exactly. or it's just... It, you know, there's there's different. You don't give a cheating. fuck, like yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. But this right. this is where I think is important, like you mentioned, right? You have to understand who you're dealing with. That's true. Because we talked about, like me personally, right? So a deal breaker for me is if you cheat on me, I can't be with you. Yeah. And this is why. Yeah. Because my experience, right, with the first man that has loved me, right, and how that has affected me and the woman that I am now, like I don't need that. Right. I can deserve so much more. So there are layers to cheating. Right. But I think, too, you got to be very frank with yourself at the very beginning to say this is a deal breaker for me. Yeah. And if you get to that point, I technically are not I won't You're be strong even, enough yeah. right, to deal with that. So I will have to remove you. It don't matter how much I love you. Right. Yeah. I just can't because I know moving forward, like your life probably a living hell with me. Because yeah. of that, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and I don't think that will, yeah, but yeah. I don't think that you will deserve that compared to what I deserve too. Yeah, exactly. So and you just have to that, know that mutual growth. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. yeah. It really all it really just depends on the people, the person, what you've experienced, and you got to think too of life yeah. prior to Are you yeah. that situation. There yeah. you go again. You're bringing up parents. Yep. You're bringing up. Past history, so You're, it's much. so many Absolutely. situations. Absolutely. Because if you think about, like, if you grew up in a space where you didn't receive the love that you wanted to receive, or you didn't, you know, or you or you excused all of these behaviors, like you yeah. talked about womanizers in your family, you yeah. talked about, you know, the the situation that you had with your dad, even being present, still not present. You yeah. know, yeah. it's so many different things that you have to consider yeah. that I feel like. You know, people don't always take that stuff into consideration, but it should be taken into consideration. And I, I don't know. It's, it's just a lot. Yeah. But again, it goes back to communication and not just communication. Comprehension, too. Yeah. Am I comprehending what the fuck you're communicating? Yeah. Because yeah. you can tell me whatever right. it is that you need to tell me, but does it make sense? Are we here? Are yeah. we on the same page? So, I don't know. I think yeah. it's a lot. We can go on for days and days about this topic. I feel like we did a good job going from a couple different aspects yeah. of the men's mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, good to hear. Good it to is. Hear. Yeah. It is. It, it gives you something to think about. You know what I'm saying? I really do appreciate you guys sharing your insight, being transparent yeah. about your life and what's going on. Shout Absolutely. out to you sharing stuff yeah. that people will resonate with. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. being in right. a space of, I don't want to be here anymore, yeah. but also being in tune with the higher power saying yeah. something else is speaking to me. I think that takes a whole lot of guts yeah. and courage. And I truly do thank you. I knew we were going to get somewhere, but I didn't know where yeah. we were going. Yeah. We talked about this on Friday. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I really do appreciate it. So without further ado, you know, final sip, we always try to end on whatever we feel is in our hearts, what y'all want to kind of give a last gem prior to exiting the episode. And one of the things that I wrote, um, 
on here and I'm going to stick with it only because I felt like it's important. You know, we've, we haven't seen a lot of, you know, every time a new year comes, this is my year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no one I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot <laughs> no of people talk 20. about it. Absolutely no, no one wants 2020 Because we spoke so highly of 2020, yeah, I don't think that, people that are, smoke, are yeah, speaking it of it. Right. But what I will say is, go into 2021 with being intentional mm-hmm. about what you do, but also giving grace because we've realized that life has to be flexible. Yeah. We might want something to happen in the order of which we want it to happen, yeah. but it may not happen yeah. that way. I think if anything 2020 has taught us is to be flexible yeah. because we've, we've really had to have been flexible this year. I don't give a fuck what it is that you've mm-hmm. done. You've, you've had to realize that, damn, what I wanted to happen, whether you own a business and the business, you know, lost out on some stuff, whether you've gained some things this year, you've realized that, Things just aren't going in that order. So just be intentional and in the same, you know, focus, have grace for when things aren't going the way that you want. So, you know, 2021 gets here and you have high hopes and you realize that it's still on a decline. Give yourself some grace because you deserve it. Um, I, I really do think that people have come out on top prior to what they may have thought was going to happen. So... I think that's very important. So, anything you want to share with us for your final seal? Uh, the only thing I would say is identify your purpose and walk in your purpose mm-hmm. as well. Um, and the one thing that, you know, going through what I've gone through personally in the last couple of months is find three things daily that you can be grateful for. Yeah. Right? Even starting your day off that way. Yeah. Because then it puts you, because you have control of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. So, it puts you in a positive state of mind. So you think about those three things throughout your entire day. You know, you may face something at 10 a.m. in the morning where you're like, oh, my whole day shattered. But think, go back to those three things that you thought about when you woke up that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And that helps you throughout mm-hmm. the day. That's helped me mentally yeah. um, to go through my day. And that's the one thing that, of course, me and Tanya talk about throughout our day anyway. Yeah. It's finding things to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Sending a positive message <laughs> to your significant other, yeah. your yeah. fiance, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. that's 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 an important. Yeah. And I'm just kind of piggyback off of that. Also, like, just give yourself the time. I mean, of course, once you first wake up, of course, give your thanks. Um, just be grateful for just waking up another day. Literally. Um, for him just to, you know, give you eyes again because a lot of people don't have the opportunity. Um, but just giving yourself time. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, and also, of course, expectation management. Um, don't give your, to yourself too much that you cannot um, finish out with. Just just give yourself time. I mean, self-care management is also a big yeah. thing. We're so used to being on the go at all times, doing for others. You need to also just do for yourself, whether it be just sitting down, reading a book, watching TV, however you decompress, whatever you have to do, giving yourself some skincare routine or whatever the case may be, just giving yourself that time. Yeah, yeah I agree. Especially being uh, intentional with it because people be talking about self-care, but they really be like... Look at him. He over here plugging in. <laughs> PlayStation 5. Listen, that shit hard to come by. Next, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I would say, you know, 2020 have definitely been a very influential year in a lot of people's lives. So just recognize your blessings. You know, uh, you have been hurt. You've been tried. You've experienced it's a lot awesome of pain. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you can sit back and recognize your blessings, 
that will help push you through and beyond whatever it is that is in front of you. So, you know, very, very similar to the three goals, just throughout the course of this year, take some time to recognize how you have been blessed. Because I can tell you about more than enough times people can say how they've been hurt, how Mm -hmm. they've been beaten down. But yeah, it takes one thing to ruin an entire day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can have a day full of great events. Yep. So recognize your blessings and hold true to those. Don't hold on to the things that hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, oh, uh, What's your final set, babe? I would like to thank each and every one of you guys for showing up to this podcast. Yeah, okay, manager. One, one time, it was very nice of you guys to speak upon your issues and opinions of, <laughs> of this 2020. So profound. Thank you, yeah. All right. We gotta, we gotta do this again. We definitely do. Mm-hmm. Anything else you have to leave the people with? Um, this year has been up. It's been down. It's been middle. It's, it's been a year. Yeah. But it's almost over. And then all we can say is well, dang, we can't say it yet because it's not over yet. But we almost survived 2020. Facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We survived. Fuck that. We yeah, survived 2020. At this point, I'm not surviving. Okay. We survived. We survived. Not, I survived 2020. We survived 2020, babe. You got you to gotta say that. We. Manifestation. We survived 2020 and we will survive 2021. Yes. Manifestation. And we will have... More episodes. Yeah. Wow. Come on. Manifest. I thought I was. I thought this is it. Uh, (laughs) I I think my last gem kind of ties into what we spoke about today. Um, Just going to talk with somebody. you may not have the resources to like seek counseling and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, but finding someone that you feel comfortable with to just share what is really happening in your life. What I've, what I've realized too is you come across people all day, every day, right? Mm -hmm. You see people in stores, you know, it may see them at work, walking down the street, whatever. You really don't know what's going on in people's lives. Um, And so, you know, just a simple gesture of saying hello or a smile can go a very long, long way. Um, this is not sponsored, but I want I want to throw this out here. So I love Taraji. Yes, I, I love do. Taraji. Oh, talk yeah. about I know where you're going. Go ahead. We're here. Yes. So this year, yes. um, she has been a true Oof. advocate of Literally. black men, men in general, mental health. Yes. Um, and so she uh, ended up creating this foundation, the Boris Johnson Foundation. I talked about it on the right. podcast before. So, yep. you know, just tying that into, you know, those are some prominent resources that you can look up on her foundation. She's very huge in Instagram. Just going to her page and finding it. But I kind of went through it because I was yeah, like, hey, you know, I saw too. on it on the Breakfast Club. It was amazing. Yep. Um, just talking to uh, even uh, Charlemagne on yep. there, too. But they were just discussing, you know, the importance of mental health counseling, uh, being able to talk to someone that is going to give you that unbiased approach mm-hmm. of helping you, like yeah. truly, truly helping you in that yeah. mental state. So, you know, we talked about 2020 alone, how it has affected us one way or another. You may not have been diagnosed with depression or anxiety or things like that. But I will tell you, you probably have some symptoms 
for sure. So being able to just discuss it and talk about what's happening in your life, I think is very, very important. So that would be my gem. Just talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And in the beginning of the pandemic, they were offering services to everyone. You had to obviously fit a criteria. You know, they put out some, some things that you had to do, but she's focused so much on men specifically especially the latter part of this year Mm -hmm. with her foundation so I I, like I said I went through it too I didn't qualify for it I don't know if it was the area whatever the case may be but I went through the process just to see like you know Mm -hmm. how quick I would get a response you know what would actually happen especially because at that time I was looking for a therapist and I expect with the world being virtual I was like oh I can easily find somebody virtual whereas before my experience has been in person but um, go through the process for real. Like I, and and the weird, the crazy thing is too is, you might think you don't need to see no therapist. Mm-hmm. I ain't ready yet. <clears throat> Listen, man, just just go, just go Be if open. you can. Like yeah. just go and figure out whether or not it's something that you'll actually like to do. Because I think a lot of people have that. That stigma on therapy, you know, I don't want to talk to nobody, especially in the black community. We had a whole, you know, go to the church. We know that ain't the answer. You need church and therapy. If, if church is your thing, you can still also use therapy because God isn't the, the end all be all fix all for things. There's people who are qualified to talk about things that you have going on in your life. And I'm not saying that God isn't it. But what I'm saying is make sure that and I had an episode on this with a therapist. You can have Jesus. In a therapist. Mom, both. And I, I really do yep. stand by that because, yep. you know, it's a lot of us who grew up in the church. It's a lot of us who are like, go talk to God. It'll be all right. And still are here dealing with the problems because we might not be speaking to him the way that we need to. We not, might not know exactly what it is going on. It's a little bit deeper than rap. It's a little bit deeper than what you might think. So I will always, always advocate for therapy, for mental health. I think it's super important. It don't matter what your faith, if you don't have it, it don't matter. Like you, you know, we, we not shunning nobody over this way. Just make sure that you go ahead and do what needs to be done for you, especially if you recognize that something ain't right. So, um, without further ado, I I truly do thank y'all, man. Let me tell you something. I, I do not always like people. (laughs) um and I'm a very extroverted person so when I meet you hey you know whatever but in my space in my personal circle somebody who I feel like I dedicate my time to I'm very 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 much so uh um selective selective Mm -hmm. thank you for the word about who I spend time with this weekend has been amazing I feel like I've known (laughs) y'all For longer yeah. than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and even honestly, when JT came to our house for my birthday, my best friend was like, because Ter- T, <coughs> you know, it, if he pick up with somebody, it's like it never left off because he's also that very chill, laid back person. So when you came, we were like, we are so happy to see him in an element with someone who is his friend. Um, and it's not like one no like he ain't got no friends stuff it's just he you know again a year here we go a year later you send a text and it picks right back up Mm -hmm. as if nothing happened because y'all went to college together you know exactly who he is so I was very very appreciative of seeing him in that element and me and Lex will talk about that like we were like this nigga got a friend and not one no funny (laughs) shit but it's like it's like 
he's he just he loves his time and I I, I never thought that I would be with somebody like that because yeah. I love people who are also out and overt and kind of like, you know, loving on people. But I've appreciated that because it also speaks to my character of how I love to be by myself, too. Yeah. Um, and he's chill. Don't get mad about nothing. You, yeah. you know, an acquired yeah. taste, but on a on a good yeah. level. So mm-hmm. I was very happy when you came to the crib. Um, I didn't question and be like, who this nigga coming over? We ain't, I ain't never heard of him before. I was yeah. like, oh, bet. It's lit and you were a good time. So I, I really do appreciate that. Um, and you welcoming us into your home, us meeting your friends, whether via mutual or mm-hmm. otherwise. You know what I'm saying? I, I really do feel like y'all have, first off, we spent all weekend with y'all. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. let's just start there. So you know what I'm saying? If, if we did that, that means, you so know, good. this has to yeah. continue. So I, I really do appreciate it. I'm not, I'm, I do not shed like, you know, that's very important to me that. I think that that was well enough to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. I curved the whole situation. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I, like, for real, like, I really do appreciate you guys. I thought that this weekend was amazing. I'm happy that it happened. Yeah. Even yeah. with, you know, COVID kind yeah, of restricting your housewarming, yeah. we still managed to have a good time. Have yeah, a good time. Yeah. So we have gone two hours, y'all. I didn't think we was gonna do it. So I'm gonna do the business of the week. So I'm gonna shout out the millennial moms. You can follow Morgan at underscore the millennial moms. It's just the underscore is the only thing that's different. It's a space for women. It's a space for mothers. Um, she does a mask off episode. It is geared towards mothers, hence the name millennial moms. Um, however. You know, she's done things that have something to do with just women in general. I think her her idea is to hold a space for women. Obviously, she's a mother, so, you know, you got a little bit more of a, a you know, inkling there. Right. But um, she has merch, so you guys can go ahead to her page, check it out. Anybody who's listening, um, go to her page, check it out. I really, really do um, shed light on that. She did um, a giveaway for, like... I don't know how many days it was um, that she started the podcast. I meant podcast. She started her um, brand last year. Mm-hmm. So this year she did like a, you know, in honor of starting her brand last year, she did a, a um, giveaway every day for like 10 days. I don't remember how many days it was, but it was a good amount of days because I won a couple things. So <laughs> um, I was happy about that. But I, I, I love stuff like that because... Sometimes, even with starting this podcast, when I had a co-host, one of the things that we talked about was we are we are more than just being mothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people put that category on you. For our friends forget about us. We can't invite Jazz here because, you know, she got her kid and she probably can't go. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you have no idea. So when people have kids, you know, check on your friends who have children. If you If you are not there yet. Whether you can't be there or you just haven't gone through that process, it's easy for you to forget about those people. Because when I wasn't a mother, I forgot about my friends who were mothers, mm-hmm. especially who were college mothers. Gotcha. You know, my friends got kids in college and what the fuck, nigga, you can't come. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how to reach out to you because I don't understand. But being a mom in the last five years, it is very easy to forget about those people. So I do want to highlight that. Um, you look like you had something to say, so you want to... No, I was just going to do a plug. So Go ahead, do you your know, plug. I think, no, I think that 
You know, even though it, the shows for moms, the best way for a man to understand a woman is to listen to shows like that. No, seriously. So, you know, for all the men who said, I can never know a woman, I can never understand a woman, I can never do anything. Listen to these women. You won't be able to understand a woman. You won't be able to know a woman. But that will help you be able to relate to what they're saying okay. and give you a better perspective on why they're coming from where they're coming from. Yeah. So I definitely recommend any man to tune in. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And the last of this episode is, y'all know, I end with the quote of the week. And it kind of goes into what we've been talking about all day. And the quote is, the secret of being happy is accepting where you are in life and making the most of every day. I repeat that. The secret of being happy is accepting where you are in life and making the most of every day. And that author is unknown or the quote of the person is unknown but I think that applies you don't you really especially when we talk about 2020 we obviously have had to stand still we've had to take a moment we've had to take a breather just think about where you are and appreciate where you are be happy that you're still here because so many people have lost their lives to this pandemic and just in general because one of the things that I said to babe the other day is niggas don't even talk about their regular colds because you don't want people to know that you like you can't determine or you don't got COVID. Like if I'm doing some yep. sniffles, I don't want to make an announcement because people won't be like, you got the stuff. <laughs> don't come around. You know, even with even with going to like absolutely, you know, your doctor's appointments. They say if you have any of these like symptoms, come. don't come. Whereas people are dealing with sinuses, allergies, like, but you still were over here like. Well, can't go there because yeah. they're going to think that I have these symptoms. So just really just take a time to just appreciate, breathe, mm. be happy and do the inner work if you have to. It's always a process. Don't let nobody tell you that you aren't where you're supposed to be because they feel like they know you five years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. They still are thinking about that five year ago person and they can't see you in today's light because they only are thinking about you in that previous light. Mm-hmm. Do you be you, all that good stuff. Any last words before we exit today? Thank you, Chad. Thank you. No problem. Thank y'all. This was this was dope. Thank y'all so much. I have a request. Shout out to my manager. I have a request. Yes. Can we get that him? No, no, right now. Why are we gonna on the episode? Out. Yeah. 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 Gonna love you, boy, you are so fine, angel of mine. That's it. Y'all. <laughs> I just said I love y'all, but <laughs> clearly I'm taking it back. Yeah, no. I'm reneging. I'm reneging. I don't appreciate right love it. I don't yeah, appreciate exactly. the fact that you guys. Yeah. See, T get to hear it all the time. Right. He does. 
I hate that I even <laughs> sung for him early. He found out on a whim, like on some, you hear a song and it's like, you hear no. He was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when we did game night. We was, what we do? Yesterday. Yesterday we did word association and it just happened. Mind you, you do it and then you be like, don't, they're not going to say nothing. They're not going to say nothing. <laughs> Here he go. Rudy was like, hold up. Oh, no, no, I heard that. <laughs> But y'all, anybody who know me for a long time, I have a family of people who who are in the musically inclined field, whether they, you know, kind of roll with it or not. I hate that it's a talent that I have. And when you don't sing for a long time, you you know, you got to you got to get those vocals up there. So you might hear the bars or you might hear the the harmony, but it's not where you would want it to be. So I don't sing as much because I know where my voice could be Mm -hmm. had I, you know, continue at it. But I wish that I could give Mm -hmm. this to someone who really wanted to do it because I know it's people who wish they could sing and I I don't want to. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, thank y'all so 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 much. I really, I promise y'all, I appreciate this so much. I always appreciate. It don't matter if I got one person listening to the podcast or a bunch. Thank you, babe, for telling them to come on the episode because let me tell you he will advocate for it but I have to I have to feel it I have to be in the moment and I told you on Friday like I mean I don't mind but you know I've shied away just because it's felt more like a job than it's felt like what I used to feel before where it was like let's go like I'm ready to record I got even my book my book the book is all I was looking through like all these topics I've never touched on but it's outdated that's the that's the only thing with like the world of even podcasting because it's talk radio at this point. So if you don't touch on stuff, I could record an episode last week. I can't post it the following week because mm-hmm. niggas is past that. You hear it and be like, all right, mm, she's talking about some shit that happened last week. We are so fast with like yeah. the stuff that we have going on yeah. in this world that people trying. don't appreciate it as much. So right. thank y'all. Either way, I appreciate it. I really, really do. I can't wait for y'all to listen because it's different when you record. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta listen to it afterwards mm-hmm. because you be like, dang, that was me on there. <laughs> what I say? That what? didn't make no sense. Listen, that, I, I, what I meant to say was, <laughs> and it didn't come out quite like, but either way, thank you guys so much. You I appreciate welcome. it. Thank you. Yeah. All right, y'all, we out. Episode 55 is done. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year because, you know, yeah. <laughs>